0: Welcome. Hey, thanks for joining us. And this is the third episode in the Transformation Project series. I'm enjoying this so very much. Today, you get to hear a conversation I had with a new friend of mine, Sarah Rose. Sarah lives in South Carolina with her husband, Neil, their eight-year-old daughter, and a fur baby, Gatsby. Sarah is the Launch Your Online Business Specialist. She empowers women to overcome fear and gain confidence so that they can turn their passion into profit, is what she says, by creating their dream online business. For fun, Sarah says she is secretly a book hoarder and loves to read. Sarah used to be an interior designer, so she loves all things beautiful and being creative. Sarah and my conversation focused around two major crisis events that impacted the trajectory of her life and moved her to a place of healing and growth. I'm so glad you're joining us. Let's listen in. I'm Dr. Wendy Bruton, and I used to be a therapist. Welcome to my podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing life stories, interviews, and information that I know will be of value to you and to your life lives that you touch. If you need a therapist or just someone who used to be a therapist, I hope that this is a place where you feel valued, valuable, and learn to move forward from what you used to be. I'm so glad you're here. Sarah, thank you so much. For being here with me today, this is very exciting. I mean, I feel like we've connected just chatting.
1: Fun! It's the next best thing, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is. This is our new world. Even I did a interview with my friend Dr. Nick Satello not too long ago for my podcast, and he actually is my neighbor. So he lives like as the crow flies, maybe four blocks. We we live out in the country. But he stayed in his house because we're like social distancing now. Well, Doesn't matter.
1: Imagine the the black plague thousands of years ago or hundreds of years ago and you're literally stuck in your house with nowhere to go and no one to talk to. this is I know more grateful for it,
0: right? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm so grateful for that. So I would love to hear you introduce yourself. I did a little bit of an introduction before, but I'd love to hear about you and what you do every day and what you do for a job.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Wendy, for having me. I'm so honored. It's my pleasure to be here today. I am Sarah Rose. I'm the Launch Your Online Business Specialist, and I empower women to overcome fear and gain confidence with a blend of mindset and strategy to create their dream online business. And it is so exciting because there's never been a better time in the world to have your own online business. And so many people are seeking this information that we're talking about today.
0: Yeah. Many, many businesses, right? They've been in person and now they're online, yes, and there's so many
1: tips and tricks and things that you might not know. There's so much just outside of zoom and to to get your message out there to the world. It's it's so important to have strategic collaborations like we're doing today to to get more visibility and more people coming to you rather than you having to be the one out there hustling and grinding.
0: I love that i'm I'm excited to hear more, and you and I are going to talk, but Tell us about like what else you do, your kiddos and your partner and who you live with.
1: Yes, my husband, Neil, we both work from home. We lived for a while in China. He does import export as a trading company. Fortunately, he is able to keep his business running right now. Um, So he's working from home. I'm working from home doing my coaching business. I also work alongside a global health and wellness company, um, which is booming right now as well. Um, My daughter, Sophie is eight and we have our fur baby Gatsby, who you might hear snoring here in a minute. He's sleeping (laughs) next to me. So yeah, it's, it's interesting trying to run two businesses and have everybody at home. It's, you know, I do this anyway, but I'll be doing a recording or something, and all of a sudden in the other room, there goes my husband on Zoom in a meeting with his partner, and I'm like, yep, going to have to stop and redo that, (laughs) and the homeschooling aspect, it's all just a bit crazy, but we got to just keep thriving, not just surviving, right?
0: Yep, it's true. I, I was actually doing a live, too, the other day, and we're just recording and doing this live for my business as well, and all of a sudden, my dog... Just starts like going crazy and barking so loud over and over. It was so funny.
1: It doesn't even bother me anymore. In the beginning, I was like super frustrated and annoyed. But right now, I think we're all in a similar situation. And Mm -hmm. it just makes us more relatable because Mm -hmm. fun is better than perfect. And if you just get your message out there, it's, you know... That's the important thing. I'll, our hair. I'll, well, yours looks amazing, but mine is like. And I'm like, whatever. It's the message. It's not. It's not anything about me.
0: We were texting about that. Like, okay, well, my hair isn't actually done, but it is clean, which yeah. isn't always the <laughs> isn't always the thing anymore. But okay. So today we're gonna start talking about transformation and. Talk about some hard changes and hard things that's happened in life and that's what we're doing this season in my on my podcast. So I wanna hear about the event in your life that changed you. So we're gonna kind of get into this place. It's good thing we gotta laugh because we're gonna talk about some hard things, right?
1: That's fine. That's fine. I'm happy it's it's a part of my journey and I'm grateful for my struggles because I wouldn't have I, I wouldn't be me now. So I'm happy to talk about it if it can help show somebody else the light and darkness. The first part of the journey I'm going to tell you about, I wasn't really going to tell you about it, but now that we're here talking about it, I I, I will. And this part I'm not grateful for, but it is part of my story. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like I should share it. Second part is where my journey actually started. Um, the first part is my, my brother passed away about almost seven years ago, six and a half years ago. Um, it was an accidental overdose. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of came out of nowhere. And it was just, as anyone can imagine, going through loss, it's heartbreaking. It's, um, you just turn inward and when you're a mom and you're having to look after your toddler and still show up every single day um, and and be happy and joyful and present when you're not feeling that. And you just want to cry all the time and go back to bed. It, it, it just, it wasn't fair to her. Because I wasn't my best self. Mm-hmm. So other people were impacted by this. And um, anyway, about a year later, my husband and I hit a financial crisis um, that was totally unrelated, but also pretty unexpected. Mm-hmm. And we lost everything, just about everything, overnight. We had to move out of our big, beautiful house, and we had the two fabulous cars. One of those went back, and we we had to share a car for some time. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom, so I had no income coming in, and now I'm trying to find my way forward. He's trying to recreate his business. Both of us later in life, with a child that needs to go to school, and doing this all with one car,
0: and in the middle of grief.
1: And then, yes, and I'm still obviously grieving. I know it was you know maybe a year later, but I'm still in that place, yeah. um, trying to escape and just do as many things as I can with my girlfriends like dinner parties and luncheons out and manis and petties, and yoga classes and, you know, play dates and all those things came to an abrupt screeching halt because we couldn't afford to do those things anymore. There were no more date nights. There was no way to escape. I couldn't go to the movies. I couldn't go out to lunch with a girlfriend. So all the things that i had been doing, my escape mechanisms were now gone and I Mm. was forced to face my reality. Mm. And whew, Girl, let me tell you, oh. it was not pretty.
0: It was It's never good when your coping mechanisms get stripped from you.
1: Yes. And I think a lot of people are facing that right now. Absolutely. There is nowhere to go. There is nowhere to escape. And we are all being forced to face our reality. And I look back now and I I just have chills that we're talking about it because I feel like that was training for mm-hmm. me for what's going on right now. And I probably would not be handling this situation as gracefully as I, I feel like I have, because I was in panic mode. I was in fear. I was in desperation. I was in anxiety and panic attacks and worry and sleepless nights. And now, yes, the dreams are bizarre, <laughs> um, but I'm not scared. I'm not panicked. I have faith in myself and my capabilities and my journey that I've already been on. And now it's my time to help other women show them that they can get through this too.
0: That was a huge thing. What an event. Okay. You went through this huge loss of your brother and it knocked you on your tushy a bit, right? Like off your feet, took your feet out from under you, but you hadn't quite got your feet back under you. And then you hit a financial devastation, basically.
1: It was loss upon loss. And I lost a lot of friends during that time too, because, you know, you run out of excuses when you're like, I can't do that. I can't go. I'm sorry. I can't make that and all of a sudden it's like, I'm the jerk because I keep saying no. And so I'm pushing people away. I'm building up this wall. And, you know, during that time, you really do learn who your people are. And I am so grateful for my my true friends and my family who supported us through
0: this. Yeah, you do learn that. So what were your first reactions?
1: Well, well the grief of my brother was just that. It was, it was sadness, um, helplessness. Yeah. Like maybe I could have done something more. Um, anger. Mm. resentment and then when we hit the financial crisis it was more a victim mentality a why me almost even rage <laughs> I don't know if that's appropriate to say but no it's um, so true all the feels yeah and yeah. I just fell off off of my path I lost my connection to whatever higher power I um I just I didn't have a purpose My mm. my daughter has always been my purpose but I think as moms, sometimes that's not enough. We need to mm-hmm. be the change we want to see in the world and, and have a mission and to show our kids that we rose above this mm-hmm. and a sense of accomplishment to show them what's possible too, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. And like just having a sense of self, right? Yeah. So that you can show that that self to your kids and show them how to have their own self, right? And then when you've lost that, when you lose that, uh, that sense of self and that sense of who you are and your reason for going forward in life and being here, right? If you lose that, it's really hard. Yeah. So when you were going through this, what, what did you expect? Like what, what were your expectations about your future, Like even at this, at this really hard time? I
1: think any of that went out the window. I just couldn't see a way forward. And I was angry at myself that I had let this happen, that I hadn't done anything to, you know, prepare for the future financially. I just trusted that everything was going to work out. And I just, I didn't take any responsibility for anything. It was everybody else's fault. And I wasted a lot of time in that space. Mm -hmm. And looking back, I wish I'd just... Put on my big girl panties and gotten to it yeah. and figured it out sooner. But to be fair to myself, I did dive in to find out what the next step was going to be as soon as I could get in that right headspace, but, but it, it takes getting there first.
0: It takes a bit. It does. So was there a moment you're going through this? Was there a moment in time that you can remember that you knew nothing was going to be the same?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, there were a couple of poignant moments like that. I mean, the minute that I found out my brother had passed away, I just, I knew that that was something that was always going to be with me. That that pain, it's it's dulled since then, Mm -hmm. but it's still there. Sure. Uh, But with the financial crisis, I would say, yeah, I I just woke up one morning and decided I I was ready to make a change and that I wasn't going to take this anymore and that I'm not a tree. And if I'm not happy, I can move. And I do have gifts within me. I have been on a personal growth and development journey my whole life. And I knew that I was capable of changing not just myself, but helping other people to do the same. And that's when I went searching for my options.
0: Mm. That's amazing. And it takes some time to get there, right? So um, you had talked a little bit about your friendships. So you had friends that we're blaming you for not, not maintaining a relationship because you couldn't afford stuff, maybe, or you just couldn't actually make yourself get out of the house because you're sad. I mean, lots of reasons, I'm sure. But things like that in any kind of crisis impacts our relationships. So how did it impact your relationship with your husband?
1: Well, that's a an interesting question, isn't it? Um, we had a traditional relationship when we first began. um, He's substantially older than I am and he had a thriving business and he was the one who was going to go to work and I was the one who was going to be at home and the house would be beautiful when he came home and we would throw these epic themed dinner parties for our friends and I was always in the kitchen and cooking and playing with Sophie and um, we knew our roles, right? Yeah. Well, now that I'm working again, you know, he would come home and the dishes would still be in the sink and the laundry would be piled up or there would be no underwear or, you know, I need a clean towel and, you know, there's no groceries in the fridge. And I'm like, well, (laughs) you're going to have to step up and help out here because I am not going to be building this business and doing all the things that I used to do. It's impossible. And so there was, there was definitely a role reversal, you know, um, finding of our, uh, our new way forward, our new normal. Um, which I think again is relevant now, right? We're all trying to find our way forward in our new normal. Maybe the spouse that was working before is is home and unable to bring home the income and the other one is trying to figure out the way forward. And I think it's relevant that um, through life, uh, it, it's not linear, is it? There's, no. there's paths and ups and downs and ebbs and flows. And I think when, you, when you're when you committed to something, you you figure it out.
0: So you just had to kind of figure out the new identities or i the new roles, the new you know pieces of who you were and how to how you functioned as a couple cuz your dance had changed sort of.
1: Well, too and and you know we both had to grow through these crises. I mean, he had to, he was there for me when my brother passed away, mm-hmm. so I was different. My joy was dimmed, my light was dimmed. I wasn't the same fun, funny, happy joyful person that I, silly person, you know, that I was before. And then with the financial crisis, I'm working all the time. I don't have time to stop and be silly or, you know, whatever. And I'm, I'm not the same person I was when we met and neither is he. And so again, it's, it's finding that new rhythm and it's the dance of life, isn't it? Mm -hmm.
0: It it is. And it's hard sometimes when you change the dance, You step on people's toes, you know. It can be awkward. It can be really really awkward and ugly and uncomfortable. But being committed to staying in that dance and just figuring it out, we're going to figure out a different dance together, and that's really hard and lovely and all of that. So. So you talked about different roles you had and different identity kind of that you had within your marriage. But what about different identity that you just felt about yourself as you went through this transition?
1: Oh, all good questions. Um, I, I think that's why I'm so passionate about what I do right now. There's a lot of fear um, when you're starting out as an entrepreneur, especially if, if you're not familiar with modern marketing systems (laughs) and technology and how to network properly and how to make strategic collaborations like you and I have done. Mm -hmm. Um, How are you going to get visibility? How are you going to get engagement? How are people going to find you? How are you going to get your message out there to the world? And so there's a lot of fear surrounding that. And a lot of people can just get stuck in that and give up on their dreams before they've even started. And I didn't have an option. I was hungrier than anyone I knew. And I said, you know what, I have to face this fear and push past it and learn what I have to learn. And I'm going to keep going and press on in spite of it an until, and there have been roadblocks all along the way. I mean, it's, it's the good, the bad and the ugly. And I think in any business, you've got to keep showing up consistently until you tilt all clicks till you get it.
0: Yeah. But you had to kind of come to this place of that's who I am now is an entrepreneur. Did you? Oh, yeah. Because before you weren't, I mean, you didn't identify as that, right?
1: Well, just to digress, I was, my mom was a single mom of three of us and she was six figures in debt from attorney fees. And mm. she couldn't find any other way to support us except for this opportunity, this business opportunity she found in the network marketing space. And she went on to, to get out of six figures in debt and create multi seven figure incomes um where she is now a sought after speaker trainer and author around the world she's actually booked to speak in south korea but that's been postponed for obvious reasons <laughs> but i was brought up by an entrepreneur by a very powerful woman and growing up in my 20s i always said i'm not as strong as you that's not my journey i went and tried to have gainful employment and learned that i'm i'm not an employee material <laughs> and so i did i built a successful business in network marketing in my 20s top level in that company I went on to create an interior design business that's when I met my husband and um, so I did I did have entrepreneurial blood in me it was the only way I really knew Mm -hmm. Um, but I hadn't been an entrepreneur in modern times it was more word of mouth and referrals and networking events and stuff like that like traditional ways of doing business so I didn't identify with the new ways of doing things. Mm. So you're you're right when you say that I wasn't an entrepreneur before. I was, but in a totally different place and time.
0: Right. And then you had kind of you had kind of given that up in some ways as like, okay, now I'm a stay at home mom and I am a wife that gets to do lots of fun things and get to do whatever I want to do. And and then you had to change that identity of like, okay, now I actually have to do work.
1: Well, and my mom always said never depend on a man <laughs> for your financial um, situation. I was like, oh, we're good, you know, everything's fine, and and I'm fine, you know, and I, it just never even crossed my mind to take control my own financial future. And now I, I that is my mantra to every woman in the world. You know, you never know what the future holds. Who could have predicted that this has happened
0: right now? Nobody, nobody.
1: I mean, we all have got to have a backup plan. And when you can turn your passion into profit have fun with what you do. You love it. It doesn't even feel like work. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And it's a real, it's a real option. People don't even think about it as a real option and it is a real option and a good one. It's fascinating Mm -hmm. to me. Okay. So I'm going to digress here a little bit. So I have a PhD. I have a student loan to prove it. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have a big student loan to prove my, that I have a PhD and I remember about three years ago, I was at the beach, and I'm sitting in this condo looking out over the ocean, and I was reading this book called The Four-Year Career, and I remember being so mad (laughs) that that I actually went to school. I love that I have that education, but holy cow, if you haven't read The Four-Year Career, y'all need to read it. Richard Brooks, right? It was a great book. <laughs> that was my eye opening, like, oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And that's the thing. Everybody
1: has it within us. Mm. It's just not everybody's prepared to put in the time right. or the energy. And that's what it takes. You know, it, it doesn't just happen overnight. And there's a learning curve. And you're going to throw a lot of spaghetti at the wall and you're going to fail a little bit. I mean, you don't have to, the quickest way to success, the fastest shortcut, the only shortcut I found is to find the coach or the mentor who's gone before you and, you know, and say, you know, you don't have to spend this level of frustration or this level of time or money. Here's your blueprint and and you can go and do
0: it. So that's amazing. Yes. Please everybody get a coach. I'm always preaching coaching. So Let's go back. I want to go back a little bit to your, here you are still in the middle of kind of a hard place and you're not out of your hard place yet. You had talked about losing friends. You said also you were really thankful for the tribe or the people that you had. You understood then that they were your friends. Can you talk a little bit about that and what that meant to you?
1: Um, I mean, everything. I mean, they're, they're like family to me. We still talk every single day. And
0: what did they do for you during that time? And during
1: that time, um, outside of going to a therapist, which wasn't an option, or uh, a hairdresser, <laughs> which, you know, again, is maybe only once every six weeks or whatever, you've got to have somebody that you can talk to and get those feelings out. Because um, if you keep it all inside, it, it, it just boils up. And I think that nothing good except for like, nothing good is going to come out of that. The rage boils up, it spills over. You know, and, and the negative emotions are are hard to overcome if you keep just pushing it down. And so, you know, to have that ability to vent with them was was really great. And then they knew that they could do that with me too. And and it's also like a kick in the pants too, if if you if you can have somebody who says, All right, get over yourself. Like, what are you gonna do about it? Get up and get out there, get in the game, like maybe mm-hmm. hold you accountable too. Mm-hmm. Um because misery, misery loves company, and I never wanted to be that Debbie Downer either and always be the, the negative one. I wanted to be like, okay, I got to get back into my personal growth and development as quick as I can so that I can be happy and I can be thinking positive thoughts and having positive conversations and surrounding myself with women who are pulling me forward and that I could do the same for them. I didn't want to wallow in that grief and that misery.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but there were there were moments, I'll say. <laughs>
0: sure. And there's there's time for that. And when you, when you were in that grief, because... If you push through and don't actually experience the grief, it's just going to follow you. I mean, it's just going to come with you and you're going to have to do it eventually. And it's not pretty. So it's better to go through it and to let yourself have some time for grief. So
1: I didn't do that. There was no no grace in it. (laughs) No (laughs) gracefulness at all. It it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty.
0: So how long did it take you? To get to a place of like, okay, I gotta get my stuff together.
1: Um, it wasn't too long. I mean, we could see the writing on the wall, and the the, the things started to spiral downward. And so I, I took action as as quickly as I could wrap my head around it. But then once I made my decision of the direction I was gonna go, and it, it took me four years of DIYing it myself to try and figure out how the pieces were all gonna connect and, and come together, and that was hard, you know, to to not be able to get our financial life back as quickly as I thought that we could. It takes some time to come out of that. And so the resentment was still there, the blame was still there, the victim mentality was still there. So I would say even up until probably about this time last year, I finally just said, you know what, I'm I'm done. I'm putting that baggage down. I had built a pretty successful career. But I also realized that what had gotten me there wasn't going to get me to the level where I really wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And so I took a giant step back and I invested in courses and coaches and mentors and read books. And I spent as much time implementing as I spent learning and testing. And then my business came back and my coaching business came out of that. And now people are coming to me without me even having to market it. It's amazing how people just come into your life. When, when things are aligned in alignment.
0: That is amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. I want to know a lesson that you learned through this experience, the experience of your brother dying or, and the experience of losing everything, a lesson that you learned through that, that you could not have learned any other way.
1: That you can be paid just for being yourself. That there are certain things and gifts that you have inside of you that nothing and nobody can take away from you. And if you have a knowledge-based business, you're good. The rest of your life, you're good. Nobody can take away your creativity. No one can take away your thoughts or your passions or your music or your soul or your spirit. That's Tap back into those gifts that you already have and pull the pieces together and get out there and monetize it.
0: So you learned that through your hard experiences. What'd you learn about yourself?
1: That I am a force to be reckoned with. Um, <laughs> I am unstoppable. Now that I've connected the dots and the pieces and I'm, I'm on the right path, the universe has my back and I know that my success is inevitable. And I, I want that for other women too. I want, mm-hmm. I want them to know that they can come out of that place of fear. And that they do have the confidence, it's, it takes some time to find it and to find your voice and to get clarity on what your message is. But once you have that, it's just the most freeing and fulfilling feeling in the entire world.
0: I love that. And what about life in general? What did you learn about life in general?
1: I don't know if you've read the book, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. yes beautiful book and it's all about being present and being in the moment of whatever you're doing and Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna lie I'm all about transparency I'm having a very difficult time with that right now with um all that's going on in the world I find distraction after distraction my daughter's home she needs homeschooling I want to be fully present in the moment with her but my two businesses are like blowing up right now and it's all I can do to put my phone down for a second and walk away and be in that moment with her and I think that's just something that, that I need to keep working on continuously throughout my life is, is being
0: present in that moment. And even in the hard moments. Yes,
1: and especially in the hard moments. And I, I find that that's where the most joy comes from is when you are being present. So when you're with your child, be with your child. When you're in your work, be in your flow with your work. Mm-hmm. Um, and know that there's a time and a place for everything. And so that's a lesson that I learned and that I continue to learn.
0: Mm. That's a hard lesson. And that's a lesson I think that people have to learn like their whole life in many different ways to be where you are. Be there. Yeah. Just to be where you are always because you can't really be anywhere else. Okay. We've kind of talked about where you are now. I want to talk a little bit about the change of expectations that you had before these events. Okay. So you had your life and it was good. They, it was a good life before these events happened. What were your expectations then about your life, and now what are your expectations?
1: By nature, my head is in the clouds, and I'm Pollyanna, and everything's going to be fine, and I'm positive, and la la la, skipping my way through life, and it's all just going to work out, and I don't really even have to do anything about it. Right? I'll be care of. I'll be like doctor. It's all good, which is silly. That's just the law of attraction, right? right. That's like just hoping and praying and dreaming that everything's going to be good. Mm-hmm. I am by nature a positive person. My husband is by nature a negative person. So I'll say, "Oh, look, it's such a beautiful day," and he looks at the one and goes, eh, "A bit windy." So we have this like running joke about that because that actually did happen.
0: I have a husband like that too. But isn't that beautiful? Because there's balance. If you were both so like all positive, then you'd be you'd never see things coming. It just. Re- it would be bad. And then if you were both negative, life would just after you just be like stuck on a couch somewhere.
1: Oh, downward black hole spiral. Yeah. yeah. Um So yeah, that, that was me back then. And, and I still am positive and try to find the silver lining and everything, which I think it drives them crazy. So we like, for once, can't you just like face reality? And I'm like, no, it's all going to work out. It's all going to be good. But no, I, I do have a more realistic outlook on that. It's, it's more of like, um, uh, I am not just willing to prepare for future. I'm excited about it. I love what I do and getting to be able to create every day and to empower others. It's my passion. It's my mission. And I realized that, that work can be fun. It doesn't have to feel like work.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And when you love what you do you are taking care of and looking after your financial future and you are being responsible, responsible about it. And when you combine that old me, the law of attraction with the new me the law of action, that's where the magic happens.
0: Absolutely. I love that. Those two things are brilliant. If you can just keep focused on those, that's wonderful. <laughs> that's really wonderful. Okay. So the old you and the new you, I want to hear about what, what did you bring from the old you Are there fears that you had that you brought with you or? I wasn't fearful then. Oh, now you have.
1: Before the change. I just literally had nothing in my life that had ever really been bad. I mean, I had a few ups and downs in my twenties. Like I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do with my life and a few financial, you know, like whatever.
0: But not Uh, really bad.
1: But nothing really bad. And in fact, I went to a Tony Robbins, um, unleash the power within or date with destiny. I did both of them. I can't remember which one it was in my twenties. And and you got into a, a, a group of people and they would have like a coach come over and work with you. And they're like, all right, we're going to get over your limiting beliefs. Now what's holding you back? What What's limiting you? And, and I'm like, nothing's holding me back, man. Like, it's all good. Like everything is awesome. You know, the, the song from the Lego movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was life. So I think, you know, some people experience loss and grief earlier in life than others, some experience later in life. And it does change your outlook.
0: It It does. And I think there's something beautiful about it. I actually have a similar, a similar experience as you, like, I really always believed that everything would work out. Like everything works out. It's okay. And I didn't have like big traumas, you know, and big events like those also. And so I think when you go through them when you're younger, sometimes you develop skills to go through them, right? But when you don't go through them, then when you are, you know, older and you have to, you don't have those skills and you have to learn them, right? And it's, it's hard. And so I, I totally get that.
1: Well, and and that's what I'm saying is that if I hadn't experienced that, when I did that crisis, that financial crisis... I would not be prepared right now and we would be starting, we would be going now through what we were going through back then. And I wouldn't have the tools and the strategies to help overcome that. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have built something that would see us through this and beyond. And I'd be starting that from scratch and grasping at straws and throwing spaghetti at the walls and freaking out and panicking and being in this like headspace and heart palpitations and anxiety and panic attacks. i have already done that. I don't need to do that again.
0: Yeah, isn't that great? When you can learn from those experiences and you don't have to relearn it, that makes you feel so skillful. I mean, I don't know if that's the right word, but it's like, oh, I've done this. I know it's going to be okay. Well, until you learn that
1: lesson, it's going to keep coming up over and over again. It's going to keep blocking you.
0: Mm-hmm. I wrote this blog post not too long ago. And one of the things that I quoted in there is the, is this quote that I use often with my clients, just saying that everything will be okay in the end. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. And if you haven't gone through that, if you haven't gone through this is not okay, and know that eventually it's going to be okay, then you yeah. it, it's really hard to understand that. But once you've gone through that, really gone through that, then when you're in the middle of a not okay, you know, it's going to be eventually. And that's
1: true. And that's, that's just going back to that. Nobody can take your thoughts away from you in that book by Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. Just even if you don't get to read the book, just ponder that statement, think and grow rich, you can think yourself out of just about any situation. And so right now, it's my my heart is going out to all the people that are suffering and struggling right now. We are we are okay and we're going to all get through this. And it's just the roller coaster of our lives at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's heartbreaking.
0: It is. Okay, if you could go back to yourself in the middle of your sadness and anxiety and all that was happening in the sadness of your brother or or the financial crisis whichever one what would you tell yourself?
1: I would say it's okay to be kind to yourself. It's okay to be gentle with yourself. It's okay to take some time to get through this. I've never been able to give myself the gift of time. I feel like I'm always rushing through my life, and I, I just would have given myself some time
0: and grace. That's a good time. Just yeah. in okay. case, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. What are the three things that you would tell people that are going through big life changes now? Maybe the three things that people need to know who are going through really big things.
1: I would say, believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. I would say, believe that you're on the right path, that this is a part of your journey, that this is your story, Mm -hmm. This is your experience and that is going to make you more valuable because you'll be able to help other people see the light and come through this experience on the other side. Mm -hmm. You will get on the other side of it. Just Mm -hmm. trust the process and grow through it with grace and, and give yourself the time to. Yeah to experience this. It is experience. It's life experience. And you're going to be so much stronger because of it. And I don't know that those are bullet points that you can pull out of that.
0: Absolutely. Everything there is so true. The one thing you said in there that I really love is trust the process because it is a process and it, you can't judge the process by one moment in time. You can't say, okay, this one moment in time is terrible. So this whole thing is terrible. You can't. Do that, a process. So that's so true. So thank you. Well,
1: you know what? We, we couldn't be sitting here having this conversation today. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have known these words. Mm-hmm. I might have read something like it in a book and been able to like spout that off, but it wouldn't have been something that came from my heart and my soul. And mm-hmm.
0: me giving either.
1: hand up on their journey along the way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think when you can feel it, and you can really feel what that experience is like, and you can put words to it. It helps other people put words to it. So you and I are hoping that our words can help somebody else put words to their stuff that they're going through right now, you know? So thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing everything with us today. Like, it's hard to do. It's hard to feel vulnerable. And
1: I know ready for
0: a glass of wine now. <laughs> yeah, you need to go get some wine and whatever. But before you get to go and get wine, <laughs> I would love for you to tell people how we can get in touch with you and what you're doing just business wise. And I'll uh, we'll put it all in the show notes too, but just for you to share with us how people can, can start working with you, can get in touch with you, all that.
1: Absolutely. Well, I do take just a handful of one to one clients. It's time restrictive, right? <laughs> so there's only just a few spaces of that to work together to create your business blueprint and put that together. I have a course, it's an eight week course called Epically Aligned and we create the bigger vision for your life and your business. We talk about the path that you're on. We identify your mission. Who do you wanna help? What is the problem you solve? And what is the offer that you have to help solve that? We do branding. We have a DMO, a daily method of operation that shows you where and how to show up visibility and engagement to build the like no interest factor we teach you how to network and build strategic relationships we build your funnel and then you launch your funnel out to the world and you're ready to launch your dream online business so we are having so much fun amazing success it's a dynamic group of incredible women i my my clients have become some of my friends and it's, it's just an incredible program and it's rolling too. So it's not just closed. I decided to open it during this crisis so that women can learn and have these tools to, to create their online business. So you might come in on week one and somebody else is on week eight, but because they're on week eight, they're more experienced and so they can help pull you through the process too. So we all work together as a team. It's a pretty incredible program. It's been a lot of fun creating it. And um, so love that. And then you can reach me anywhere out there in the online world at Sarah Rose Global. So that's my website, Sarah with an S A R A H. And then rose like the flower global.com. Same on Instagram, same on Facebook, Pinterest, everywhere. Missing LinkedIn. I'm not on TikTok. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> no. But uh, everywhere else, yeah.
0: Great. Okay, so now I have my last three questions that I ask everybody. We might have heard it, but we I want to hear about a pivotal event that changed you.
1: I would say the day my daughter was born. I hope that doesn't sound so cliche and everybody says the same thing, but don't. that was the greatest gift of my life.
0: That was and a pivotal event for sure.
1: And the joy and without her, I don't know that I could have powered through all the rest of this.
0: I love that. Nobody has said that, although those are very pivotal events when our kiddos make us mamas. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Okay, a person, I guess your daughter too, but maybe there's somebody else, a person who has changed you.
1: I would say my mom. She was my role model from day one, Mm. and we're now business partners in the health and wellness company that I mentioned earlier. She's been my coach. She's been my greatest mentor and champion, and she's the one who set me on my personal growth and development journey. Um, Every time I approached the edge of the cliff, she would pull me back and um, talk me off the edge there, and uh, she's my greatest cheerleader, so I couldn't have done this without having an incredible mentor.
0: I love that. Okay. And the last one is a book that changed you. You've already said a bunch of books, but now I want to hear one book that changed you.
1: Wendy, that is the hardest question you've asked me yet.
0: <laughs> there's <are> so many. <laughs> to narrow it down to one. Just choose one. I mean, I'm sure that there's a lot. There's tons. Well, so I'm on a, I'm on a mission this year to read more books because I haven't read very much since I, got my, since I went to graduate school. So I decided this year I'm just going to read a lot.
1: I'm a book hoarder. So this is like asking me to pick my favorite child. (laughs) Right.
0: You've already named a couple.
1: All right. I would say the latest one that's really resonated with me is Marie Forleo's book, Everything is Figureoutable. I've not heard that. And I think right now is a pivotal time to read that because we are all so much more resourceful than we even realize.
0: All right. I will look that up. I will put that in my Amazon cart. Today and I'll put the link in the show notes. Thanks so much, Sarah, for joining me and having the conversation with me. That was super, super fun and some good words of wisdom.
1: Good. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's my honor, my pleasure. I'm so glad we've connected and let's keep in good touch. Me
0: too. Okay, talk to you soon. soon. I'm so grateful for the time I got to spend with Sarah. She had so many great things to say. And as I listened to our conversation again, there's this one thing that I needed to hear, I think, for some reason. Maybe you need to hear that today as well. I just needed to be reminded to be in the moment. Do you need to be reminded to just be where you are? That's one of the things she said today that really struck my attention. It's so easy to get caught up in the should-haves of our past or get entirely distracted and anxious about all that might happen in the future. We miss out on the right now of our lives so many times. The only way we will be in the present is to intentionally pay attention, intentionally breathe and focus on the here and now, not the there and then. The one way we do this is to focus on our senses. You know, our senses. Our senses are always in the here and now. What we smell and taste and touch and see and hear, they are all in the moment, not in our past or our future. So that is the perfect way to resolve the anxiety or the deep sadness we feel. Focus on your senses. Anxiety and depression are not activated in the present moment. They are always activated when we focus on the past or the future. Sarah talked about being present, noticing the moment she was in, knowing that her past has taught her, blessed her, even through crisis and trauma. So in her present moment, she could be grateful. Today, I want to challenge you to be where you are. Intentionally notice the things around you. Breathe into your belly. Listen to good music. Taste your food. Look for beauty. Be where you are right now. I'm so glad you joined us. Make sure to subscribe so you can get all the episodes and you can help support our podcast by clicking the support button in the show notes or going to our website, essentiallybetterlife.com. Follow me on social at Essentially Better Life and check out my website for all kinds of information on business and personal coaching, my book, and even some great stuff on essential oils. Thanks for listening blessings and be well, my friends.